0: Spring is well underway in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Long warm days with around 14 hours of daylight and the loud bird song and the dawn chorus. It's such a great time to get out and explore nature. So one afternoon, I joined the students of the Town Belt Kaitiaki program, working in the forest that runs through the middle of Dunedin city. In the Maori language, Kaitiaki means guardian. So the students are pretty much the guardians, taking care of the town belt and spreading the word on its importance. So what are you guys doing here today? Um,
1: we're planting a little um, fern. Little um, ground covers and um, trees and stuff. So we're planting a ground cover fern right here, but we yeah. planted things like lancewoods um, as a plant. So, it's going to make hopefully help support the local ecology.
0: This is Cameroon and Anya, school students of year six and eight, respectively, and here's what they want to achieve.
1: Main goal is to make the town belt better (laughs) than it is already. So, and trying to make sure everyone knows about how wonderful our town belt is. So, it's like Because you never know, someone may stumble upon here one day and say, oh cool, this is the town belt, I wonder what else is cool in the town belt. And And just be able to enjoy this.
0: You're listening to Tune Into Nature with me, Karthik. As a wildlife filmmaker, I have been fascinated by the sounds of nature and wildlife and the stories they tell us. In this series, we will explore and connect with nature through stories and sounds from wild places. And I hope these stories will inspire you to go out and enjoy nature in your own way. The Ghanadian Town Belt is a lush green space that runs along the middle of the city. It stretches for about 200 hectares. So to give you a sense of place, this is about the size of 280 football fields. So this vast urban wilderness is one of the best places to enjoy nature right in the middle of the city. It's a really warm spring afternoon and I'm here in a little forest in the Dunedin Town Belt. It's about the size of a city block. The patch of forest is busy with active school students working away, wearing gloves and boots, some carrying shovels, some with little plants, all of them super keen to plant trees.
2: Um, So yeah, we'll walk around the site. This is sort of our meeting point, nice open area. We usually throw all our gear and our bags in here, have a bit of a health and safety chat. Um, But yeah, we'll take you up to the top of the site.
0: This is Georgina Golling taking us through the forest. She's the Education Coordinator of the Town Belt Kaitiaki Programme.
2: I think the town belt is beautiful. I'm probably a little bit biased, I live very, very close, so I spend quite a bit of time here. It is probably underutilised though, and maybe perhaps underappreciated. You know, weeds and rubbish are a big issue um, all through the town belt, and that's, you know, public impact, human impact, that's a real shame to see. So this is a student-led education program that we run here in Dunedin for early childhood centres and primary, secondary and intermediate schools. Uh, so yeah, I'm here today with our student leadership team, which is made up of representatives from um, our participating schools. They're aged year six right through to year 13, so we've got a great dynamic bunch of kids here. Uh, we're Right now, we're at our role model site. So, this is a space that the student leadership team have adopted to do some restoration work. Uh, they do a lot of weeding. We've done predator control, so monitoring and trapping of possums and rats. Um, so, we're just hoping that through activities like this um, and sort of sharing our story with the community, that perhaps more people will be inspired uh, to, to do something like this themselves, whether it's with us or in their own project or on, as an
0: individual. So to give you a sense of the Kaitiaki group, there are about 20 to 30 students involved in the planting and they're aiming to plant around 80 new native trees today. I talked to Nicola and Hetty, who co-chair the student leadership team.
2: So I'm Nicola Post. I'm a year 12 student at St Hilda's Collegiate. And yeah, so I've been the co-chair for nearly one year now, roundabouts. Yeah, it's been quite rewarding and it's great, you know, having all the all the younger people coming in and just with their passion for the environment, the town bout, and they get to restore some of it, which is really great.
3: Um well today um is we've finally managed to have a planting day. So, I've been working pretty much all of this year weeding um, like a lot of the caprosma that's over um, on that side of our site and a lot of the ivy um, to make room so we can plant um, with like, you know, the right distancing and stuff. Um, And so, you know, it's a really exciting thing for everyone here because we're finally getting to, you know, plant. <laughs> um, I think I think it's something that everyone's really been looking forward to for the past little while and I'm really impressed with how well everyone's like you know making sure that they've got all the like you know they've got the fertiliser pellets, they've got the weed mats um, and they're planting really really well which I think is really cool.
0: The students are divided into three groups for the planting session and are spread out around the forest. This is Lewis, your year 7th student.
1: There's the orange group, blue group and the green group so so the blue group has to like plant these plants that want to go near the damp soil so they need more water. But the orange group, they, they're planting plants that need more sun so they'll grow better with the sun. And then the green group is just planting like wherever the plants don't mind where they go. Just like
0: in between. I tag along next with Finn, your 10 student. He's carrying a little sapling of a cabbage tree which I found only in New Zealand. Fully grown cabbage trees look like palm trees, with a stout trunk and long sharp leaves. Their berries are a favourite food for many native birds and the tree is an important part of the New Zealand forest. So Finn is now looking for a spot to plant his tree.
4: So basically um, we put stakes out, um, little sticks in the ground a few months ago, and that was basically so then we knew where to plant the trees. So we're gonna go find one of the sticks so just ahead, um, there's a stick with a little um, pink ribbon, and that's where we're gonna go um, and plant the tree, basically. So come on here. Cool. So no one's using this one here, so basically we'll just as um, we'll remove the stick and we'll just dig a hole and put it in. So these are only small plants at the moment, so probably only about maybe 10 or 20 centimetres in a bit of a square or a circle. So once we got all the dirt out, we're gonna take the plastic off the plant. And we just pop it in the hole, just down like this here. And then the dirt that we just dug out of the hole, we're gonna crumble it back up and we're gonna put it around the outside, basically just tuck it in and make it nice and cozy.
0: In order to restore the forest, the students also trap invasive predators like possums and rats. But in the meantime, newly planted trees should be given some cover so that they don't get eaten up by these predators.
4: I've just gone and we have a um, cardboard thing that we basically come, we put around the tree um, to protect it from any animals that want to eat them when they're still little. So basically you just have to um, fold up, fold it up and put it around the side. So you put all the, all the leaves together in the middle so then they don't get trapped. And you fold it up. And basically we use these um, wooden stakes and we put them through the holes and that basically that makes it um, that allows it to stay on the ground and it won't get blown over and then it's just gonna be there for the next few um, months until it grows bigger and then we might take them off so they can grow into a big tree. Just kind of the whole experience of being here every, every single time we learn new things and I think it's just kind of being grateful to um, have this opportunity to be out here um, with these types of kids who are interested in the same things that I'm interested in. So that's, that's probably one of the most best experiences every time we to come together.
0: A healthy native forest will not only look good, but will also bring in a natural soundscape with plenty of birdsong.
2: The moment, uh, I guess, I'm not sure if you can hear it in the background, but get lots of traffic, um, just quite a lot of I guess human noise which is an idea when you're going for a walk to relax or trying to encourage wildlife back into an area because it can be a bit of a deterrent. Um, so one of the a few of the species we're planting along the edge here along the tree line are some bigger shrubs and some trees just to sort of fill the gaps and hopefully create I guess a bit of a buffer a sound barrier um, so when you're in this space this part of the town belt it's, you know, it's relaxing and you can hear the birds and you can hear the branches and the leaves and it's, it's more serene and you re- actually feel like you're you know, in your own little nature bubble rather than right next to houses and the road. Um, so just creating yeah, a really nice space, nature space for people.
0: In addition to the planting duties, some of the students take up responsibilities like
2: He loves um, being the timekeeper. Uh that's sort of his favourite thing to do is to go and yell the time out to everyone. Um,
1: Lunch yeah, that's... Lunch
0: this is Lewis, who we heard from before. It's lunchtime, and it's also time for me to wrap up the recording. But I wanted to know what's the coolest thing that the students would like to see in the Town Belt.
3: I think it would be really cool to see a whole bunch of different groups, whether that's like, you know, community groups and school groups, kind of working on spaces like this to kind of transform this town belt into a much more like prominent part um, of of Dunedin.
4: So I think just um, more native trees and maybe like access, so like um, more paths and maintained paths through it. I think that'd be really good, just so then people can see nature and be amongst it.
2: Well, I'd definitely love to see more native plants in the town bout and less predators obviously.
1: Just to see more people using it maybe and like mm, more people like caring about it. Probably seeing um, more native plants cause there's not much in here and we want to be able to attract native birds and yeah, attract local people to do fun stuff like this. So birds and just like trees and just especially the birds because there's some really really cool native birds that unfortunately you don't really see around here and it'd be cool if we, if we do that that's what i think
0: recently in the town belt i heard a very special bird sing This is the song of the Shining Cuckoo, a small greenish bird that's travelled all the way from the tropics to spend the spring in New Zealand. It's more often heard than seen and its unique whistling song is a part of the spring and summer soundscape of Aotearoa. With the restoration work of the town bell kaitiaki, I hope we get to see a lot more native wildlife and hear some great bird song in the city. You're listening to Tune Into Nature with me, Karthik. Thanks to Georgie calling and the students, the guardians of the town belt. If you like this episode, please share this with your friends and your network. We will greatly appreciate your support. Also, do follow us on podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And to follow along on the series, head over to our Facebook page, Tune Into Nature Podcast. As a part of a project called Aotearoa Stories and Sound, we are looking to collect sounds of Aotearoa New Zealand that are meaningful and memorable to you. If you have any suggestions on that or even recorded sounds, we'd love to hear from you. Please write to us at tuningtonatureshow at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice message using a link in the description. This podcast is funded by Otago Regional Council's Eco Fund. I'd like to thank Professor Nancy Longnecker from the Center for Science Communication, University of Otago. Thanks to Otago Access Radio. Music for this podcast is from Blue Dot Sessions. And this is Karthik signing off. Thanks very much for listening.